Hey, man. Hey, what's going on? I don't know. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay. That was right. All right. So we're going to... The other one I just dumped because I couldn't... Uh, I was talking to you, but you couldn't hear me. I could hear Oh, you. I didn't even know, dude. I was like waiting. I'm just like put it down. I'm letting it load. I'm like, oh, maybe it takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We're good. We're good. We're figuring this stuff out. This is uh, Anchor. Uh, Anchor's hooking it up with all these new features. I can't learn them fast enough. But anyway, we'll start it now. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out the Barber Life Podcast. This is Jake Cuts Fresh. You can check me out at jakecutsfresh.com or at jake underscore cuts underscore fresh on Instagram, Twitter, etc. Anyhow, I got my boy Nick on the phone. Um, I should say, uh, yeah, I guess on the phone. <laughs> I wanted to have a co-host this thing. Um, Nick has been a barber at my shop for just about four years. Four years tomorrow? Is that no, right? it's four, four years today, man. Today? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, damn. All right, perfect. We nailed it. <laughs> I didn't even know that. All right, cool. Yeah. No, it's cool. I don't look at your Facebook or anything either. Yeah. We... <laughs> Yeah, so so Nick's a, what I call a thoroughbred barber. He takes care of people real good. He learns new stuff when it comes out, tries new products, figures out what works best for his uh, arsenal, and just uses it all to deliver a premium experience for the clients, which is, to me and to us, what it's all about. So, Nick, you've been cutting hair professionally now for four years. Um, you were lucky enough to find me first, you know, so that worked out for you. You didn't have to jump around shop to shop, but, um, why don't you talk a little bit about what got you into barbering and like, you know, brief history of what you were doing before that. And, um, you know, what, what got you on a path? Uh, brief history of what got me there. It's kind of kind of quick it was like kind of an overnight decision but my background is i was a union iron worker out of boston local seven i did that for a long time decided i kind of wanted to get out of that did a year of volunteering in the midwest where i lived with like six strangers from all over the country so i kind of got cultured a little bit more than like kind of grown up and i got to like meet different people and uh, i kind of opened up my eyes to like more of a creative side of me that i didn't realize i had and then I uh, came back home, kept doing construction, hated it. So all my friends are tattoo artists. And uh, my sister actually still dates the same one she did way back then. And uh, so I was like, maybe I want to get into this. It was kind of what I was into. And I uh, started drawing, hanging around the tattoo shop for like a year. And then I realized that it definitely was not. Like I was into artistic <laughs> things, but not that. And uh, so I watched this video on YouTube. I got into like watching YouTube videos. And it was just all about the art of barbering. And I was like, wow, these look like just like all my friends. And uh, just the whole, the whole tradition of it, everything was dope. So I like looked up where to go and I just quit my job, went to barber school, got a job at night at a bar and then uh, worked my ass off for nine months, got out. I found you on Instagram and uh, mm-hmm. everyone else was like, oh, I'm going to look at jobs after I get out of school. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going <laughs> uh, to look at places right now. So I, uh, I found you on Instagram probably three months before I was supposed to graduate and yep. I just came down, got a haircut from you and then you invited me to come hang out on Saturdays. So I think I came as many Saturdays as I could, except for like one month there where I had to like finish up a lot of stuff at school. Right. 
Right, I remember that. <clears throat> and that was that was funny because well, it wasn't funny actually cuz I'm like, yo, this dude is going to be perfect. Um, he's going to fit right in. I could see he's got a work ethic cuz you were like you were just sweeping, emptying the trash, watching. I'm like, yeah, I didn't even tell this dude to do any of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, this like I'm I'm I was so excited, but um <clears throat> well, you yeah, know where was that, that, that period, all, uh, where... Well, that all came from like honestly, all of that came from hanging out at a tattoo shop for for like the year, year and a half. And all I would see would be like my friends that were apprentices. This is what they did. They just, it was like, it just kept the flow of the shop going. It was like a no brainer. So when I walked in, that's just the way I kind of brought that attitude. I think that's what started me off on the right foot there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, we, we both come from the same background as we learned, like just both our dads and mechanics, just, you know, hard working blue collar dudes, just get up, work, grind, 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 go home, eat, sleep wake up do it again um you know it the uh the 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 funny part there was when you you there was a little piece there where you kind of mia like you said you had to take like a month and like work all the time and kind of get back on track with your school payments or something like that and and this girl had come in for a job and i was like well i already got a guy that's gonna be starting but if i don't hear from him in like two weeks then i'll call you back and it was like the 11th day of the <laughs> that two weeks i'm like damn what happened to this cat and uh you're like hey sorry about that i had to do this i do that I'm like all right whew, all right cool so um you know one of the things that i think is really cool is that you had a job while you were in school and you didn't wait for anything to happen to you you know, you started making stuff happen for you. So what's your advice for the person who's thinking about going to barber school or just start a barber school? Oh, my advice. Well, I was lucky enough to actually had someone reach out to me and uh, took my advice and followed it. And uh, he was hitting me up for six months. So anybody that would be kind of interested in it and you really want to do it, check out the school and just go and look at it. Once you go there and you see it, you'll, if, if you really want to do it, you right there, you're going to go sign it. You'll go quit your job and you'll go right away. I mean, my biggest advice would be to really look into it and decide if it's what you want to do because you can't go into it being a jerk. You know, you can't <laughs> go into it with that type of attitude um, that you see a lot of people. I see a lot of people like I probably was in school with like 25 people. Um, I would say seven of them that I know I still follow on Instagram. They're all dope barbers are killing it. I haven't seen any of the other people. So it's all about the yeah. if you really go check it out. And if it's something you really want to do, you know, you, you got to be up for some change. You know, I remember when I started at your shop, I was like, dude, I, I don't know if I ever want to cut kids. And you're like, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's a silly attitude. You know, and it's like all of a sudden now everyone's kids love me. I'm like, the, yeah, we'll seek, seek it. Um, <laughs> well, now you're also a dad now, too, which is great. Yeah, because <laughs> well, yeah, when you first started, you were like, "Yeah, I don't know, just not a big fan of kids." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, that's gonna be a tough road for you then, because that's like we cut a ton of kids." Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of really good. So a lot of people, I don't know if I ever mentioned on this podcast or not, but I that's I also wanted to be a tattoo artist because I was like, "Yo, that just seems like the life." Like I I like to I'm already drawn a lot anyway. I come from more of a graffiti background, but I was drawn a lot and. um 
you know, it seemed like a good life. You could just wear sneakers and jeans and you don't have to wear a name tag or a uniform. You could listen to whatever you want for music and meet some people and do some dope art every day. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds cool. Turns out I suck at drawing what you want me to draw. <laughs> I suck at drawing. I mean, I, I can draw like 10 things. But if somebody come in and wants something special, I can't do it. I don't know how to do that. So, um, yeah, no, I so feel that. <laughs> that's why I started kind of looking at barbering too. Is like this is very similar, and I always already was cutting hair on the side, so I just didn't take it that serious until you know I realized I could make some money and actually liked it. And you know, at a certain point, I was like, you know, forget the money. I just want to be in a great environment every day. I guess that's. I guess that's what kind of really led me to it in the first place is the environment. So, yeah, that's uh, the exact same thing for me. And that's why barbering, like all the tattoo shops I ever really got tattooed at were an open shop plan, which basically is like, imagine the barber shop, but it's just all tattoo artists and just everyone's got half walls in between them. There was like a barrel thing that they had to have a mask, but basically you're all chilling together. And that same atmosphere is completely in the barber shop. And that's exactly why I loved it. I was like, the money will come. I've always known that, but it was like I'm having a dope time, and I'm just hanging out with dudes all day. I'm just cutting hair while I'm hanging out watching watching movies. Like, <laughs> yeah, like how can you go wrong? That that was probably the. That's when I was like, oh, this career is. This is what I exactly wanted. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I I think it's. I had the same experience, you know, maybe three years into my career when I was, we used to, at the shop. I I was kind of raised up, and we watched sports in all day, and it was like thinking to myself man these dudes got it made they just sit around talk about sports all day and they get paid for that and then i was like actually that's that's what i do <laughs> that's that's exactly what i do except 100 percent. i'm cutting hair while i do it so no that's good that's good so so you finished up school you came to work with me with us over there at the chop shop um what you kind of did was bring some awareness to me which I've, I've thanked you for offline too is just the awareness that this is a place that people would really want to work at so you should guard it as such in other words you don't need to be like hoping people want to work here or hoping this is a well-recognized shop in the barber industry like it already is you just need to like act as if and it will all flow and I started thinking about that and you know, doing that. And then that's when we started hosting those beats, brews and barbers. And, you know, I started getting other barbershop owners calling me up and asking me advice on certain things. Cats I never even met, you know, yeah. even know, you know, just dudes from like Natick hit me up like, yo, how did you, you know, how'd you come up with a logo? Stuff like that. Like, and that's how I started helping people. And that's how I started making these podcasts. It all just flows, man. It flows. The barbershop just makes sense. It's, it's just the way things are. It's very, very true to life. Um, it is yeah, very so, true to life, yeah. So, so you start there, and there, there was a tough time with some – had this one pain-in-the-ass uh, employee that we had to terminate, basically, because you just wasn't open to new things. And you and I really connected on a lot of levels, and all of a sudden we tried to bring a lot of different product in a lot of different services, a lot of different events. Like we were starting those midnight bike rides, which never took off because <laughs> I kept falling asleep before they, I kept oversleeping this frigging things. Um, just all sorts of crazy stuff where the barbershop would be like the epicenter for a fun place for like dudes to be dudes. Just come be yourself 
And, yeah. Uh, you know, remember and, the shave night you, you hosted? We uh, you had Dom come down and we just set up a bowl and a mirror. And that's it was right. Just getting yeah. to do it together. You want to learn how to straight razor shave? Come on down and hang out. Like, yeah, free. You yeah. Know? Pushing no, you know, no agenda other than just to like unite people, connect people. And um, at its finest, that's what the shop could be. So, so you, so we had a little issue there that it was just a pain in the ass every day. That person was let go, and then um, actually it was probably before that. Actually, it was probably it was before that. Yeah, because it was a scene. There, there was this. There was a little scene where I was like, "Man, I'm not sure if this dude gets it." Like as far as you know, like gaining clientele. Like it seems like, and this happens. So, and, and we're seeing it now with the new barbers we have now. We're seeing this. Like I'm just gonna sit here and wait and hope people show up. Kind of attitude. Oh yeah, like well before you. Yeah, you were. He was doing that for, for a while. Yeah, I, um, it's weird because yeah, that was like the first. So coming into it, when I'm seeing someone doing all that, and like it's very noticeable when like a client walks in, and then this and someone goes and hi, like hides in the back. Like you kind of remember people seeing people do it at school. Like I don't even get into it too much, but yeah, it worked out. That is a one thing that kind of worked out for me being like the only new guy. You know, you guys are all hit clientele, so there was it was almost like the the walk-ins that were coming in i was able to retain them right away just by being a nice guy and not yeah. smiling and saying hi to them uh-huh. yeah and you're a conversationalist man you, you know you can talk a lot about you can talk a good amount about a lot of subjects yeah i got the gift uh-huh. of gab from my mom anybody who knows my mom knows that she she'll just go up to like 10 people in walmart strangers and start conversations it's crazy <laughs> and they and afterwards they're like oh, that's that's my new friend yeah 100 <laughs> yeah uh, that's I don't good like him. i don't know why i like him so so there was a conversation we had at some point where i was like i forget exactly what was said but it was basically like look like i pay to keep the lights on and keep the the gas and the and the, the electric going and i've already advertised the shop the shop already has you know uh, a reputation so if if you want to get clients, you got to go get. If you want more, you have to go get more. I, I I've done all that I do so far for you. You know, I think yeah. I, I forget exactly what the conversation was, but I, I know we had a lot of one on ones in the beginning, and I basically, yeah. yeah, yeah, I basically watched you go from that point to making your own business cards how you wanted them to look. Even though I do free business cards, everybody like, no, that's cool. Is it okay if I do my own though? Because like I have the kind of like my own stuff. Yeah, okay, hell yeah. <laughs> as long as you put the job shop on it, you know. Like, yep. the and then within say within three months or less, you were booked every day, all day, with people that I had never met before. These weren't people that had come to the shop and decided they liked you better than me. This yeah. is so. Talk to me about that because that is the most powerful thing that I've seen happen really with any of my hires. So what was that about? So there's a little bit of a backstory to it real quick, but basically because of my mom's gift to gab, I'm blessed with that. But my dad's been an entrepreneur my whole life. Ever since I was a little kid, he's always had his own shop. So I've always seen like the hustle and like how hard to work. So I knew that was finally my time after working this crappy construction job forever. It's like, no, this is what I want to do. Um, so I knew I had to get out there and meet people. I was single, so it was easy for me to just go to the bar, get a beer. I had a couple clients who just opened up a, or one client who just opened up a restaurant in town, uh, Adam from Depot Street. 
Yeah. And, uh, we, we started, he started his new business and I like started working out here basically at the same time. And I started cutting his hair and he invited me down. So I used to just go there and just talk to people. I was sitting at the bar eating dinner because I wasn't cooking. I was by myself. Um, like a month into working there, I, I cut this kid, Taylor Weed, who I've seen on Instagram before. I always thought he was a dope uh, tattoo artist. He did like traditional work. And I was like, oh, cool, man. I'll see you later. Well, like that later that same day, I got invited by my sister's boyfriend. Some of his um, like his tattoo flash art was being uh, hung up in this art art studio. I think I don't know if it was a tattoo shop by day or just an art studio, but they were doing a big gallery with all different tattoo artists. So I'm there with uh, Jamie and my sister and we're hanging out. And then this kid walks in, Taylor Weed, who I caught. I was like, oh, dude, nice haircut. And he's like, yeah, man, I got my stuff over here. Like, how's it going? I was like, I had no idea you're gonna be here. And it's funny because I cut his hair. You think I'd be like, hey, what are you doing today? But I was so new and really just trying to get the yeah. haircuts right. And so anyway, I meet him and like he comes again another haircut. We start hanging out. Uh, he was tattooing in town. I started going down there and hanging out there. So I would leave the shop, go there. I would meet his clients that he was tattooing, hang out, meet people coming in and out of the shop. He even they even put my uh, business cards on the counter because they're dope dudes. Um, it was uh, him and Kane Rogers. And uh, me and Taylor started going out every night. He had a girlfriend who was dope. She, uh, Jonna, she would always come hang out with us. But me and him would go hit pins. We'd go hit the turtle. We'd hit all the spots in town because we both did two different businesses, but the same thing, same uh, clientele. Right. And uh, I wasn't even drinking that much half the time. Neither was he. It was more we just me, but me and him both talk. So get us together. We won't. We'll just. We don't shut up. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so. I went out there every night and I mean, I cut one person, they tell somebody, that person would tell someone. And after a couple months of that, it's like, boom, the phone was just like off the hook. So, um, yeah, it happened. It happened. It seemed like an overnight thing, but it was, it happened quick, but it was just, uh, it was a lot of meeting people and trying to remember you taught me something that was the most important thing that I still hold to this day is that you just need to remember one thing. Now, any barbers listening, you remember one thing, like any new guys, old guys, like, yeah, I know that is, of course. You remember someone's birthday, someone's kid, what they were doing, one one little thing. You remember that they had a mole behind the ear that every other barber's always cut. But you remember it's there. And right when you're in the haircut, like, oh, I remember you have this, uh, like, birthmark back here. I want to watch out for that. And they're like, and I'm sold. I don't get yeah. who, who, what, what is this? What kind of service is this? And, right. uh, with that attitude and going out, it happened quick. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that, I mean, that's it. I mean, it's a simple thing. Like, just like, yeah, I always say that. If they said, yeah, I got to get a haircut for a cookout next time they come in, if you remember that cookout, they'd be like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Because usually around here, anyway, cats are like two weeks to a month, you know, out getting their haircuts every, you know, so we got, we got every weekers. Um, not as much as when I was working in the city, but. You know, so if you don't see a guy for like three weeks or so, and you're like, "Oh, how'd that graduation party go? Everything goes smooth." Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. And now you're part of their life. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Another so, of this job, another thing that like you don't think of until you start doing it, and then you see someone's kids grow up, and you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Wow. It's like getting paid <laughs> even more. Like, man, what? Your kid just graduated college. I caught them when they were when they were you know senior in high school. Now they're graduating college. What? Yeah. It's two two different graduations, yeah. yeah. It, and and uh, and somebody like like Rye guy who we got at the shop now, 
he started cutting. I started cutting his hair when he was in eighth grade, and he was thinking about becoming a barber. Someday he liked cutting hair. I used to give him my old clippers and stuff and clean them up for him, give it to him, give him my old sets of clips and all that stuff. And now he's working right beside me. You know, went and got his license, did it up, tried a few other careers. Yeah, that that's that's crazy. To me, that means a lot. When I look over there, I'm like, yo, this kid was like, I don't think his voice had even changed yet. <laughs> and he yeah. about maybe someday becoming a barber, and I helped guide him to being a career where he's making enough money to do whatever he wants. Oh, he's loving and, it. You know, and it's like, man, this is great. So we got that there. and So, so the thing is, I can't te- – like what you did to gain your clientele, I can tell people all day. Um, I'm going to kind of just use this podcast as like, you know, just check this out <laughs> because I can tell people what to do, but to hear it from somebody who actually did it, I think is something different, you know. Um, yeah. When I opened the shop, I had to eat. Like I had to do it. There was no it – was, it wasn't like an option like, I don't know if I'm going to hustle today, <laughs> you know. It, there was nothing established. Nobody knew who I was. I didn't used to live in that town. I didn't used to cut in that town. I, you know, I just cold, cold open the shop. Um, so yeah, you, uh, you straight up Steve Harvey, you just jumped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. My wife more or less kicked me, but I, <laughs> I jumped mid kick, uh, you know, so well, that foot got up there. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's my wife's the best. She's like, yeah, well, if you want it, then you should just do it and stop talking about it. And don't be an asshole. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, don't you want uh, <laughs> Good woman. So, so yeah, so I, see, I love that. I just love to hear that from you. And, um, you know, I, I think that anybody that's new to the game, understand business cards, yes, somewhat old school, but they work. Um, getting your name on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever your medium is. I, you know, I'm really in the Gary V school of thought where Snapchat is dope. It is everything, but like under 30. Yeah. And like, like I'm almost 40. I'm on Snapchat to promote my business, but I don't really care about Kylie Jenner's boobs. Um, I don't really <laughs> care about, um, friggin' the Amigos. Yeah, you know, I just, yeah, I just don't really, I don't really think so. Um, But I like the fact you can make filters. Anyway, I'm kind of getting off subject. Bottom line is there's so many ways to promote yourself. Do it every day. Oh, you know what I think I said to you guys? I think I said, listen, we, because we didn't do lunch breaks at the time. That's what it was. We had no, no, we were 10 straight, straight, (laughs) at least. It wasn't, and it wasn't like a, it wasn't, it was at least, we at least worked 10 hours a day. Half, like we usually worked 11. That yeah, usually. A... <laughs> yeah, I have some things to learn. <laughs> yeah, that's think... one thing that dudes will never know. It's like, uh... yeah, like the new guys now, they got it so easy. They don't even have an idea. Because really. <laughs> uh, I don't like talk to people how I used to talk to people. I used to just rash on dudes right in the public, open eye. And, uh, well, that's how you, you know, it's the way you were taught the, the way yeah. the way what you were brought up through i mean that's exactly that's... what goes down like the way you would bring me into the back room now is like if i have something to say to somebody in important that like hey whatever blah 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 like uh today i just had to do a quick thing that i didn't mind doing in front of jeff but usually i'll take someone in the back but if it's something slight like jeff ran in the back to grab the phone but then like wasn't like hey someone was in his chair like hey um real quick i'll be right back 
right when Jeff came out, I was like, hey, next time just do this. Right away, Jeff is like, oh, yeah, of course. Right. Like, so, like, little stuff like that. But, like, you know, you've always pulled me in the back of the room, which was always easier for me to make the adjustment and realize what I needed to fix or do better because I wasn't instantly embarrassed and put up a wall. And, uh, yeah. So whenever you made that change, it connected. Uh, it definitely made the connection of, like, me working for you a little bit tighter because I felt like more of a uh, – I don't know how to put it. I was like more of like your client than like someone who just works for you or something. I was like more your customer or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were at that point. I feel like we're working together. Yeah. You know, like, like when I, when I learned that and that's shout to my, uh, my business mentor, Jack, who just a free, if you're in the, if you're in Massachusetts and you own a small business, you should reach out to score score Boston because they'll set you up with a business mentor for free. And you can meet up as many times as you want in a year. And it's got tons of great advice from, from former CEOs and former vice presidents of huge companies. Um, anyway, um, what, what's going on with you now in barbering? Like, where are you at? Like, how do you, what do you love about it? What do you hate about it? Well, it's, first tell me what you hate about the game right now. Um, not necessarily the shop. We can handle that. Off, <laughs> we can handle that offline if there's anything. But, um, yeah, you know, what, what, what do you not like about the game? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't say I hate anything about the game. It's, I mean, there could be some things that hate. I just don't – I don't try not to spread the hate. But the things that kind of, like, I want to look the other way on are a lot of, like, the – you know, like, the whole – Yeah, much better way uh, to say that, by the way. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, like, I love everything about it. And, like, the do, like, the stuff that I'm about to say that I'm not into, the guys who do it, kill it. Like, I'm not into uh, a lot of, like, the hair illusion stuff. And it's just because my clientele, I don't have that type of clientele that would need that. So I've never kind of got into it. And then I just can't stand the Photoshop game. Like, there's nothing wrong. Like, I can, I feel like I could spend two hours and, and make a haircut look a, look like amazing if I want to. But, like, if we're barbers here, we're trying to take care of people. Like, the people in the chair don't want to see you taking an hour and a half and then taking a million photos. And you take those photos and botch them with Photoshop anyway. You know, I think it's dope when I see like a regular photo and there might be a, all of a sudden a glare in the background or something. Just I can tell it's real, but I, yeah. I, I don't like seeing like all the, the filtered haircuts. I hate just seeing all the people who are just about it for the benefits of like, oh, look at this dough I made today and this and that. And and uh, I don't know. But um, yeah, so there's not as much things as I don't like as much as the things I love. I love traditional barbering. I love taking care of people. I love being able to see someone and follow their life and people actually ask me genuine advice and i swear like i know so many things about like a little bit about almost everything so like if i don't if someone's having a real problem i actually probably know someone that wouldn't mind them to reach out to them and question or i'll ask them the question and next time i see them in a couple weeks i'll be like hey i was talking to my friend that i have and this or blah 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 so right. I love the connection with people, being able to, like, the, the youth today, it's like, half the kids sit in my chair. It's like, well, what are you doing? I'm graduating. What do you do? Where are you going? It's like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. Like, what do you like to do? And just getting to talk to them and see the kind of person they are. Because some people, you know, they've been friends with the same friends forever and this and that. They they don't even know who they are anymore. They're just tied up. They're, they're, they just know their routine. Of, and, you know, I get guys in my chair that I've all of a sudden realized they're like, everything is what that they're doing is stuff that has made them happy and being able to take part in changing them and making them a happy person just by them coming to hang out and I cut their hair, you know? Yeah, um, man. The, the, everything I get from, it, I mean, to be honest, I could go on for an hour about everything I love and I'm sure 
<laughs> yeah. Well, we, we can. Yeah, we can. I mean, go on as long as you want. We can also also always do another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reason I'm really, I'm really. So I'm with you on a lot of that, and the reason I ask is because I think people like to know that stuff. I think, you know, I just. Uh, uh, my man from uh, the UK just hit me up today. My man Anthony, you know, shout to Anthony. He said he's been listening to the podcast out there. Very flattering to hear that. It's like, wow, man. I'm so not only am I helping people in the chair from behind the chair, but I'm also, you know, I've put out a bunch of videos about you know how to do this and how to do that. And am I am I the next Chris Bossio? No, <laughs> you know, but I got yeah. you know I I've just been able to connect with some heads. Is just like wow, this is crazy, man. Like my man John in Brooklyn, like he, he you know, helped guide him through school, and now we're you know helping him find the best shop to work in, and hopefully he comes to the CT Expo so we can actually hang out in person. Um, but I love it. I love connecting with people. Same as you said, man. Same as you said. Just, just help. That, that that's my purpose on the planet. I realized. I just I connect dots with people, whether it's connecting people to information or people to people. You're that or, old school operator with the. A million buttons in front of them and unplugging stuff and plugging it in, like, oh, yeah, 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 all yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've even helped a few, a, a couple different guys save their marriage, you know. Uh, it feels good, it feels good. So, all right, that's good, that's good. All right, so, Barbara's, hey, you know, what we need to do is we need to uh, come up with like a, uh, a 48 laws of power for barbering. <laughs> we'll just have you throw it out, spit it. Dude, that's a pretty good idea. I, I know, I know this dude Jay. He put out this book called The Barber Code, which I actually never read, but I thought that was such a dope name, like The Barber Code. And it was like, I got to check that book out. I, I mean, there's, there's a lot of books on barbering. If you'll notice about me and, and, and about the people I'm surrounded with, we're not about like, yo, five simple tips to make a million dollars cutting hair or. Here's the top three secrets they don't tell you in barber school. Like, no, we're like, yo, 20 cuts a day and learn consistency. Biatch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I was thinking today, man, I did not take a single picture for Instagram. Well, I guess that's a good thing because I'm counting the stack. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like I, I struggle. You know, I want to promote myself. I want to promote the shop. I think it's super important. But I also, how do you have, I don't have time. Yeah, I don't. I, I got. You got one in the chair. I got one in the way. I got one waiting. I'm. I'm running five minutes late on everybody. <laughs> the phone's ringing. The 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 friggin' bathroom light went out, and the friggin' and the kids over here. He fell down. The other kids knocking over the candy machine. Like, it's a busy shop, bro. I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not kidding on the twenty heads a day. We're, we're we're trying to get that twenty heads every day. And uh, yeah, it's a different. It's a grinder game. So yeah, sure. sure I mean, so so I guess we're putting a brick in the wall for the grinder. You know, barbers that that look at it as a service to to the world, and not to That's themselves. It. You know, there's just a it's a different you know, and everyone, it, it's you know the game the you know it being it it being a game or whatever it everyone has a different result. Some people that works best for them that works out that way. And That's straight. I had no problem with them. You know, I just right. like hanging out and cutting hair with the dudes that are doing the service to the people a little bit different. Like I just I don't know. I like that everyone that works in our shop cares, you know, more about the person in their chair at the moment than the, you know, than uh, anybody else sitting down or this and that. It's like the attention is, is on the client and it hasn't changed. And that's the way it's been for hundreds of years. That's right. That's good. 
That's good. All right, Nick. Appreciate you, man. I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to do this. Uh, I wanted to make this a video like a year and a half ago, and I just we never did it. And I kind of stopped making videos because we're taking so much time. Um, but this is good. I'm going to see how this works out, and uh, we'd love to hear from you too. So you can, uh, if you're not already, please subscribe, uh, review the podcast. We got, I got zero reviews on this baby right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's because it's usually four minutes long. So, like, what the hell are you even going to review? But, um, I'm yeah, they changed the game with the. Yeah. Yeah. Anchors allowed us. I don't even know how long this can go. I'm assuming it can go an hour, but we're over a half hour now. We're at 32 minutes. So, um, yeah, man. So, all right. Well, thanks, Nick. And, um, you can check, uh, t- tell them where they can find you on Instagram. Uh, Nickski508 Farber. Um, or you can check me out at uh, nickski508.com, N-I-C-S-K-I-508.com. Nice, uh, man. Yeah, man. All right. Thank you. Me. I'll see you tomorrow with the shop. Of course. And uh, we'll get this thing published in the next five, ten minutes. And, uh, yeah, man, if anybody has any questions, hit us up. Um, you can go uh, jakecutsfresh at gmail.com. Or, like I said, on Twitter, Instagram, it's at jake underscore cuts underscore fresh. Hope you guys are having a great time cutting. I love it. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Later.